It's coming. And it tastes so sweet. You'll hop when you eat. Come on. Hold on to your tummy. We got something good. With my hauntingly delicious cereal. It's so good, I crinkle every time I eat it. Hello, and welcome to Cereal Killer, the podcast where we pair breakfast cereal with true crime. I'm one of your hosts, Anastasia Washington, and with me, as always, is... Maria Spadalozzi. Hello. Hello, and we have a special guest, uh, the crow that is outside my window, yeah. or raven, or whatever. I can never tell the difference, um, but he is uh, loudly talking outside my window. So if you hear him, he is not a sound effect. He's just my eminent doom. Um, <laughs> we are doing yeah. another one of our spooky episodes in honor of the spooky season of Halloween. Ooh. Um, woo. Uh, we're doing kind of a, a real creepy one today. Um, not that there are other ones aren't creepy, but, uh, <laughs> but like, I think, truly this is creepy on many levels. Yeah. I think it's creepy on many levels because, uh, both me and Maria were raised Catholic. So mm-hmm. this one creeps us out a little bit, or at least I can't yep. speak for you, but it creeps me out a little bit more than, um, else we're talking about exorcism gone wrong um well i mean all extra well anyway <laughs> all exorcisms suck so um exorcisms that ended in death uh that's what we're talking about today um and uh let me justify why yeah, i picked my cereal. cereal okay <laughs> i picked limited edition Kellogg's Fruit Loops Spooky Marshmallows um, because exorcisms are spooky. Is that a justification? That's, I mean, that's correct. Those things are all true, yeah. Um, it kind of feels like um, the toucan is possessed in this by a werewolf because um, he's, he's wearing like a werewolf... He's wearing werewolf parts on the box. You know, not a full werewolf thing. He's just got, like, the head and, like, some, like, he's got these feet that are werewolf feet. But he still has those, like, bird legs. That's very weird. Um, But that is, and it has a lot of activities, little spooky Halloween activities on the back of the box. Um. And it has lots of instructions about how to find clues and and all that. Um, it smells just like um, Fruit Loops. Um, the color scheme is different. Yeah, I was gonna say, is it like a special? Are there like marshmallows or anything weird in it? Yeah. So there's only two colors of Fruit Loops in here. It is um, orange and purple. Which I'm kind of like, why didn't they do the green as well, or even the blue? Um, but we have like three different kinds of marshmallows in here. We have a, um, a bat, a Frankenstein and a ghost. And then, yeah, only orange and purple, um, fruit loops. And I'm about to taste this. All right. Okay. This is happening to me. I mean, it tastes like fruit loops. With weird textured marshmallows in it. 
Are they the same texture as like Lucky Charms or are they like a different? Okay. Yeah, it's like that, you know, that dehydrated. Yeah, astronaut food, (laughs) marshmallows. Yeah. I mean, there's not a ton of marshmallow to cereal ratio. I feel like that ratio is always off. It's never like, I always feel like it should be 50 50, but it's always like 75 25. Yeah, it's very low. it's fine because now it just tastes like it just tastes like Fruit Loops. Um, I mean that's solid. Tell me about Fruit Loops. It's been as we were saying earlier. It's been like I don't even know how many years since I ate a Fruit Loop. Well, it does kind of taste like um, there's a couple of um, flavor profiles missing in it because as though they each each color is a different flavor. Is that what you're saying? Maybe that's just my imagination. No, it tastes like it tastes like Fruit Loops. It tastes like a a weird fruit salad of like if fruit salad took like some kind of psychedelic. <laughs> and it's delicious. It's very sweet. Um, it is not going to be Maria's favorite. I can tell that. I totally feel like uh, there's a there's a bottle not bottled water a fizzy flavored water that tastes like Fruit Loops and I want to say it's the lime bubbly the like Pepsi mm. version of flavored water I could see that I mean it, it's um yeah it's just like that really artificial fruit taste um but not like the artificial fruit taste like that weird banana or that like you know yeah. like that I can't stand this is just kind of like it tastes nostalgic to me um I would say knife up um Dry. Lovely. Lovely. I'm going to try it wet now. I'm going to make sure to get some of the marshmallows, which is actually kind of hard to do because there's not that many. Okay. Come on, Kellogg's. I think Kellogg's. Yep. Come on. Um, the marshmallow actually wet adds a little bit of flavor to it that I'm not that crazy about i don't I'm really not crazy it's, about it's not like changing your life you're not like i'm converted i'm only eating fruit loops forever i mean i like the fruit loop portion i think adding the marshmallow at it's like fruit loops are already so sweet if i'm remembering them right that like very adding, sweet adding marshmallows is just like way too much yeah the marshmallows are not adding something positive for me um <laughs> and also the texture of the marshmallows um, is not my favorite. Um, <laughs> so um, I think I like the fact that they didn't put a lot of marshmallows in it because it's not really a selling point for me. <laughs> Easier to eat around them. Mm-hmm. And there's something like medicinal about the aftertaste of the marshmallows to me. Um so I'm okay without the marshmallows. I think it's a knife on the table with the marshmallows wet. All right. All right. Better snacking cereal than than milking. And those people people that like those marshmallows will I mean that'll like be it. Yeah, 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 but I'm not I'm not really into those no, marshmallows. Um so murder or accidental. That exorcism and, and badly. Yeah, exorcism something in badly. So what kind of um 
So first, what is an exorcism, Anastasia? Oh, yes. What is an exorcism? Well, let's look at, at the technical. Because these are um, not all Catholic. Um, oh, some of them are just like expulsion type things. Yeah. Um, so an exorcism is an expulsion or attempt of expulsion of a supposed evil spirit from a person or a place. Um, in my opinion, it's usually a person. Um, otherwise, it's not really an exorcism to me. But um, what, you do you. <laughs> but you do you. But I um, I basically uh, got inspired. That's so weird. <laughs> I shouldn't say inspired. Inspired, but um, I was talking to a friend on Twitter. And as we often talk about horror movies, um, we were talking about um, exorcism of Emily Rose and how disturbed mm. we were by the um, fact that it was true and um, and that um, exorcisms are so creepy. And that after that um, movie, I went and listened to a whole bunch of exorcisms and watched a whole bunch of videos of exorcisms <laughs> and that it was not a good idea. And that at that point, my friend was like, have you seen the movie Belief? And I was like, uh, what? And she's like, yes, uh, Belief is a documentary on Netflix about uh, the possession of Janet Moses um, in New Zealand. Um, and um, a, the person that suggested this to me was at Awkward Girl LA, if you want to follow her. She's a great filmmaker. Um, but um, I was intrigued by this. So I went and watched it last night, and um, basically what happened is this is an exorcism in the Maori um, mm, tradition. Tradition, um, and it happened in 2007 in October um, when 22-year-old Janet Moses um, basically she started acting strangely. Her her boyfriend and her were she had two kids with this guy and they kind of were he cheated on her and stuff like that and she kind of became catatonic like she just wouldn't talk she wouldn't eat she was like um and then um she also had started having like violent reactions to things um when she would react you know she wouldn't react very often but then all at once she had like mm -hmm. a violent reaction to this lion statue that they had stolen from a hotel and just you know just she was an emotional mess you know i was gonna say that fawn sounds like something i would do drunk in college yes i mean the family actually like stole this lion and they kind of believed that it was like this like ancient um lion statue later on they found out it was really not um the hotel kind of like made it look that way but anyway they stole it um, and they had it in their house and she started having a very violent reaction to the lion. And so um, they believed that she was um, possessed by, uh, I'm going to try to say this, Makutu. Um, and um, so they spent days, and I mean days, trapped in the ho in a house with her. Um, basically, like, waterboarding her. I think they basically are, yeah, they basically thought that 
this this they returned the lion to the hotel and they thought that was gonna work and um it didn't she they said she started acting kind of like a lion she started act you know um suffering from stuff and like yelling and screaming and and then being not you know like catatonic and stuff like that and that she really wanted hot water on her all the time and so they believe that the cold water was going to take the spirit out um so they started dumping cold water on her yeah. over and over again like um and then as at it's like a whole group in this like very small house for days um she they at one point put her in the shower and she threw up and um they believe now that the shower and the bathroom was um cursed so they closed off the shower and bathroom and nobody was allowed to leave because they were supposed to be helping her through this exorcism kind of thing so they were just like going to the bathroom on themselves or in corners or something like that like 20 plus people in this little house not being able to use the bathroom hours like days they haven't slept pouring water on this girl uh this woman and eventually they start seeing some people some of the other people reacting as well like some of them pass out and some of them they think they see stuff in their eyes and so they they also start to do the same thing to some other family members. Um, ultimately, um, two of them, um, we have uh, Janet Moses and a 14-year-old girl. They feel, um, they like, because they kind of reached out to each other at one point while they're both being doused with water, that they were connected to the spirit. And so they went, continued to do it to um those two um basically janet moses died um it was kind of a combination of drowning um and also um she like swallowed her tongue all kinds of Uh stuff yeah i mean this was days of this um and then the 14 year old girl eventually um, somebody came to the house and said, we have to get her to a hospital. Um, so they got her to the hospital and she lived. Um, a, uh, so New Zealand basically charged, uh, ultimately one uncle and four aunts. Um, and they were found guilty of drowning Moses and endangering the 14 year old girl, but they did not, um, receive, receive jail time. Um, instead they, um, received like classes in cultural, like Mm. awareness and stuff like that. And also they had like a curfew on a few of them. Um, so kind of like a home arrest. Yep. Um, but ultimately, um, even in the documentary, like the share, you know, the, the police and the, and the, the lawyers and stuff, they all kind of believe that they didn't really want to hurt her they really were trying to help and that ultimately what would jail do um it's hard after watching that for me to come to that conclusion as well um i i don't know 
I, I, I think it's pretty brutal, um, but yeah. I don't know. I, um, but if you want to watch the documentary, um, it is called Belief, The Possession of Janet Moses, and it's on Netflix. It is half, it's like majority recreation of, with actors um, and then mm. interviews. Mm-hmm. Um, but actually the recreations are very, like very well acted um, to the point where you're very disturbed by this whole thing. Um, so that is our first one. That is what inspired me to, <laughs> that's a weird thing for me to say, inspired me to, <laughs> to talk about. To talk about, yes. Yeah. Um, now I want to talk about the exorcism of Emily Rose, which is why we deci- uh, why I really decided to like watch belief and everything. Um, the, the exorcism of Emily Rose is actually based on a true story of a German girl named Annalise Michel. Um, it, it happened in 1976. She was 23 years old and, um, they performed an exorcism on her, um, and ultimately, she died of dehydration and malnutrition after more than 60 exorcisms were performed throughout a period of 10 months on her. Um, she was later, um, she started She started um, having seizures at like 16 years old. And then she was diagnosed with temporal lobe epilepsy and depression. But then she started to have a revulsion to religious icons and hear voices and became suicidal. So the family concluded that she was, she was possessed and eventually um, contacted the Catholic church who sent a pair of priests um, who again, performed 60 exorcisms throughout the period of 10 months. And ultimately she died. Um, And the movie is very, very disturbing. Um, I believe I, I, I'm trying to recall who the actress was, but I thought it was the girl from Dexter. Um, I feel like I can't remember her name. Something Carpenter, I think. Um, she was the one that dated Dexter and was also his sister. No idea. Um, you didn't watch Dexter? I never watched Dexter. What? Yeah. Um, yes. Yes, it is. Um, her name is Jennifer Carpenter. She played. Um, it's a just. It's really. I think. I think any like Catholic <laughs> is very scared of the exorcism genre of movies. Um, so, yeah, that is. Uh, that is the exorcism of Emily Rose. Um, as we mentioned last week about the changelings, the um, the exorcism of Bridget Clearly, um, who was thought to be a changeling, um, mm-hmm. who was thought to be um, kidnapped by fairies in 1895 and returned, um, and her husband, Michael Clearly, um, or Cleary, rather, um, attempted his own exorcism. Um, by lighting her body on fire while she was still alive. Um, they think she possibly was just sick of pneumonia or tuberculosis, but um, we will never know because that is a hell of a long time ago. Um, so, um, yes, 
Um, there's uh this is a weird one. I didn't know this one until my research last night, but um, Morgan Freeman's step-granddaughter was actually killed during an, an exorcism. Well, um, okay. yeah, she was 33 years old. Her name is Adina Hines. Um, so basically what happened was uh, she was 33 years old and her boyfriend, Lamar Davenport, who was 30 years old, and this is in 2015. Um, Odd. Yeah. Uh, was heard, witnesses heard him saying, Get the devils out. I cast you out as he stabbed her 16 times. Oh. Yeah. So not a traditional exorcism um, at all, but very, very sad. Um, Wow. Yeah. Um, And there's a variety of exorcisms that are done by the Catholic Church and done by different religious, but... There's a lot um, on in my research of independent people doing their own exorcisms. I don't um, understand. Cause, okay, because, like, if I remember correctly, not even, like, it's not like every priest goes through a part of getting canonized as a priest that's like, and here's the chapter on exorcisms. Like, here's our unit on exercising. It, like, right. is, you have to be, like, specially trained for it. And it's, like, a book in Latin that you have to read from. And it's, like really really crazy procedures and shit and you're like not even supposed to read the book if you're not trained in it and anyway yeah yeah i mean it's very um specialized um, why do people think they can do it well you know i'm gonna say in most of the cases that i'm reading these are um probably just not um well people mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i mean that, that are that are using this, um, as a means to, yeah. Yeah. Um, so this one is actually done by priests, um, in Romania. Um, it is in Romania. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Um, she's Romanian. I was just making sure it happened in Romania. Um, uh, 2005. Um, God, I'm going to butcher this name. I can't even, (laughs) Uh, I'm going to try. So, uh, Marasia or Irina Cornici. I'm okay. That sounded pretty good. Sure. Um, but when you see it, you might think, no. (laughs) Um, so, uh, she was a young Romanian nun, um, who, um, started, um, uh, thinking that the devil was talking to her and trying to communicate inside her mind. Um, They first treated her for schizophrenia, but then they decided um, this was a case for exorcism. Um, So the nuns and monks um, at her convent um, tied her to a cross of course. Shoved a towel in her mouth and left her there for multiple days with no food. Um, uh. And so she died of suffocation and dehydration. Um, eventually, the monks and nuns were charged with murder and they were sentenced to f- between five and 14 years in prison. Um, 
and there is a Romanian film called Beyond the Hills, which is um, based on this um, this case. Uh, oh. Yeah. So now we're gonna get to the real sad ones. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Um. These are people that did not seek an exorcism from a uh, license uh. A, or a, from from a religious source. Um, we have in 2011, Eder Guzman Rodriguez um, beat his two-year-old daughter Jocelyn to death while attempting to exorcise a demon. Um, oh. In the state of, yeah, in the state of Virginia, um, they found her beaten and strangled on her bed with several religious books around her body. Um, I feel like this was not an exorcism because um, before he murdered his daughter, he had beat his wife to the point of um, blacking out so that she could stop the murder of their daughter daughter um but maybe i mean maybe that is a justification maybe maybe he was trying to stop the mom from interfering because the exorcism yeah i mean i don't know it's tragic um but he was sentenced to 20 years and 11 months in prison for that murder um or exorcism i guess However you want to look at it. I yes. Suppose. Um, so then we also have a 28-year-old Maryland mother, Zayakia L. Avery. In 2014, she stabbed two of her youngest children, age one and two, to death. Um, and then um, she also stabbed her five-year-old and eight-year-old, but they survived. Um and um, there was another person helping her, 21-year-old Manifa Denise Sanford. Um, apparently, uh, they believed that the children were um, possessed by the devil. And um, Sanford had been um, trying to exercise them with the mother. So. Wow. That's. Wow. Right? Um, wow. And, and most, I will say, most of the exorcism deaths that we see are a lot of people starving. Yeah, like neglectful. Yes. Um, including um, a two-year-old boy in Texas um, led by the um, Aricelli Meza Church. Um, oh, wait, no. The church in Texas is led by Araceli Meza and her husband, and they ran a church out of their home. Um, nope. And they, uh, yeah, and um, they uh, attempted an exorcism on a two-year-old boy, starving him to death, um, refusing to give him any food for twenty days. Um, then they attempted to bring him back to life. Um, which, which they put on video. The um, the did have him bring him back. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is very horrible. Wow, that's incredible. 
Yeah, I'm like, do I want to read this really bad one? Uh, uh, I mean, could it be worse than the <laughs> Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, in Kenya in 2016, Irene Mabith uh, murdered her six-month-old baby during an exorcism where she uh, cut out his tongue and intestines to free him, her son from demons. Um, they heard, uh, the neighbors said they heard her praying for several hours before the murder. Um, there's a news broadcast where they show picture of Membeth um, holding the body of the baby wrapped in a sheet in her lap. Um, she did this when the boy's father was away. Um, yeah, I told you it, it'd be bad. I don't, I don't, I feel like so many of these, the answer is just like mental illness. That's the thing. Like, even when I was watching the documentary belief last night, um, I was thinking she, she had some kind of psychotic break. You know, she was a single mom of two, uh, finding out her partner was cheating on her, trying to deal with that. Maybe a little bit of postpartum. I don't know. She was also quite young. She was 23, which is also when schizophrenia. That's what I want to. Yeah. Um, And I think like, I understand culturally how some people don't believe in, Getting help for mental. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mental illness. Mental illness, which is hard. Um, it is Mental Health Awareness Month. <laughs> so this is um, timely. But I think um, one of the guys in the, in the documentary, in the belief documentary, um, actually his job is, is um, he is part Maori. And so one of the things he does is to kind of bridge that gap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Culture. Because, yes, we should respect culture and stuff like that. But we also should move along with the times and and and, and take advantage yeah. of the things that we've, the progress we've made. Um, and uh, maybe just check out psychiatry because, you know. It could be uh, could be helpful. Just just a thought. Just a it thought. It could be really helpful. I mean, I think a lot of these. Um, I think in the case of exorcisms, what we see a lot is is not like evil people, not like people that really want to kill people, but are yeah. suffering from something that they can't distinguish between the two of um, reality and um, mm-hmm. yeah, and what what they are perceiving yeah so um i cannot advocate any more like the like mental health is so important getting help is not a negative thing um finding the help that you need i know it can be difficult but um very important uh, to put in the effort for that um and if you see people that are you know, suffering, um, trying to get them the help they need is very important too. I know that it's a very difficult task to take uh-huh. on. Um, sometimes, especially when it's like family members or people that you 
associate with, but don't have, you know, but if you can intervene and help people get help, it is yeah, I, huge. We would see a lot less um, situations like this if we, yeah. if we, if we cared about each other a little bit more. <laughs> um, about a little, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. Um, but that is exorcisms that have resulted in deaths. There are so many more, but they're so redundantly the same. And I think yeah. it's just a lot of, um, a lot of people um, that needed help. And that is what I'm going to say about that. Um, knife down for um, unchecked mental illness. Uh, yeah, for sure. Um, knife up for seeking help and helping others when they need it um, and being there for them. Um, knife on the table for the cereal wet. Yeah. <laughs> Up dry, I think it would make a good cereal treat. I feel like I'm going to do that for my niece's birthday or something. Make her yeah, add marshmallows. Add a marshmallow thing to it, and it'll be all Halloweeny. That's a yep. that's a statement. Um, that's, that's a thing. Um, you can find us at Pod Serial Killer on um, all social media. You can mm-hmm. also go to our Patreon, which is Patreon.com/slash Pod Serial Killer. You can email us podserialkiller at gmail.com um, what else uh, you can go to our anchor.fm and um, support us there if you wish um, also rate and review and um, subscribe and all that it really helps us out what else what else what else what else um, where where can they find you what are you doing Oh, me. I, um, you can find me at Anastasia W on Twitter at Anastasia wash on Instagram, um, Anastasia TV on YouTube where I do all my comedy bits. Um, and my one woman show 50 shades of mix is coming out Friday the 13th, November 13th. Um, and you can find uh, links to that. Um, it's happening virtually and you get a link for 48 hours, so you can watch it uh, all weekend if you want. <laughs> all day. All day, whole- every day. <laughs> Not every day. Only for 48 hours. <laughs> <laughs> Where can people find you, Maria? They can find me at Maria Long Name on Twitter. On Twitter. Um, oh. And, uh, you know. Uh, so, yeah, stay safe, guys. And uh, don't be a dick. Truth. Bye. Bye. All right, I stopped.